Well, this morning I wanted to share a word briefly, uh, and it's basically called repositioning ourselves for the blessing. I believe that we can make slight adjustments to position ourselves to receive all that God has for us, but we have to make some adjustments. You know, I'm married to, to uh, a fabulous wife. We've been married for 26 years. We, we have, just as, as Lou said, we have some great kids. God's blessed us. And for the last 15 years, my wife has always wanted to go to a beach in Florida. I don't know why we don't go to Galveston. Well, I kind of know why we don't go to Galveston. <laughs> but we, we go, we go to, to Florida. Every other year, we go down to Florida. So that's that 10-hour drive where we stay. And um, it, it blows my mind because for the last 15 years, we will take that 10-hour trek. We'll get to the beach. And for the next seven days, my wife, who loves the beach, who's always talking about the beach, will sit on the sand and never put her feet in the water. <laughs> Blows me away. I'm thinking, why do we drive 10 hours just for you to sit on the beach? And, and, and her, her response is always, because it's my choice. <laughs> and if that's what she wants to do, we'll do that. Well, two years ago, we, we took our annual our biannual trip to the beach and you know I stayed up in the room I was praying I was reading the word and my wife and my kids went down and about three hours later I came down and to my surprise where we normally sit my wife and kids weren't there so I'm thinking maybe I got the spot wrong so I started walking up and down the beach and couldn't find anybody and then I happened to turn to the left and I I had to squint for a minute because there my wife was the woman for the last 15 years who never got in the water, and she's on a boogie board just going back and forth in the water. I mean, it blew my mind to the point where I walked out in the water. I'm like, babe, are you okay? Is everything good? And she said, no. I just wanted to experience all that Destin had to offer. Guys, I believe sometimes we treat our walk with God in the same manner. We come to church, and then on Monday, we live life. We come to church and we hear the word of God, but then the rest of the week we don't dig in. My encouragement to you is this. If you will simply reposition yourself and get into, flow, into the flow of what God is doing, God will take you to places you've never been before. He'll turn your marriage around. He'll bring healing to your body. Where there's lack in, in your life, he'll fill it with abundance. We serve a limitless God, but we have to make the first move. We have to reposition ourselves to get in line with him. There is a beautiful story in scripture, uh, one of my favorites, it's about, and, and it's titled, The Woman with the Issue of Blood. It's found in Mark chapter five, and I'm not sure if, if, if we put those on the screen here, but I'll read the story to you, or I'll, I'll paraphrase it. Basically, this woman had this flow of blood for, for, for many, many years. The Bible says that she had this flow of blood for many years. She went to many doctors. None of the doctors could cure her. And it said she spent all that she had. But here's my favorite part. It says, but when she heard about Jesus, she said to herself, if I can simply get to him, I will be made whole. Here's the first thing, guys. The Bible is very clear that says she struggled with this condition for many, many years. She even turned to every professional, every expert, and they couldn't figure out what was going on. But how many of you know that with God, all things are possible? Okay, about seven of y'all know that God. I'm gonna ask you again, how many of y'all know that with God, all things are possible, guys? 
I want to see you guys blessed. And you got to know that with God, all things are possible. That there's nothing too difficult for him. No time or period that's too long for him. God can move in your situation if you'll simply hear about him and go towards him. The story goes, she says, if I can simply get to Jesus, I will be healed. And so she pressed up through the people. She got down on, on all fours. She crawled up. And she got so close that she was able to touch his robe. And the scripture said she was healed. Jesus turns and he's realizing that virtue had flowed from his body. And he, he says, someone touched me. His disciples were like, Jesus, don't you see everybody packing around us here? There's tons of people. But he knew that, no, someone had trust in me, had belief in me, had faith in me to be healed. And a miracle just took place. He turns around and, 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 and the woman comes forward. And at the end of the story, he says, daughter, your faith has made you whole. If we're going to reposition ourselves for a blessing, we've got to be begin believing in God and trusting in God with everything. Nothing is too difficult for him. If you're struggling in your marriage, guess what? He's the God who brings restoration. If you have lack in your finances, and every time you look at your bank statement, there's a whole bunch of red, guess what? He's the God of abundance. Maybe you've screwed up your life and you're on a dark path and you're going down the wrong path. He's the God who makes all things new. But what we have to do, folks, is come up close to him, and he'll bless us. In Matthew 19, 26, it says this. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God, everything is possible. This morning, I want you to know, if someone's told you they can't, if someone's told you that they won't, if someone's told you that it's impossible, know that God says with all things, with him, all things are possible. Amen? We got to have faith and trust in what is being said about Jesus. I encourage you every time you come to service on a Sunday or, or, or when you're in the Word of God, come expecting. Come expecting to hear something that's going to change your life for the better. I think back to, to my own life, and uh, we, we've had a, a very interesting journey. We were originally from San Antonio, and, and when we were in San Antonio as a young couple, uh, my wife was uh, 22, I was 21, and, and um, young family, we had a, a young kid, and, and we had a home, and because life's circumstances happen, and we ended up losing our home. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. Who are the righteous? We are, right? God says many are the afflictions, the challenges, the troubles, the trials. There's going to be many of those things that are going to take place in your life. But his promise to us is he's going to deliver us from them all. So let's say that. God will deliver us from them all. He'll deliver us from them all. So here we are, we're this young couple. We lost our home. We lost everything. And, 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 and the whole bottom dropped out. And I remember the Lord shifting us to the Houston area. And when we came to Houston, I was a very angry individual because I felt like God had let me down. I felt like I did everything right. And we ended up in, 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 a, in a bad position. I felt like... Um, God allowed me to be humiliated. I mean, I was just very angry at God, very angry at our pastor, very angry at everybody around me because I was, in my mind, in that season thinking, this stuff doesn't work. 
came to Houston, I got a new job, we started working, and I'm working, and I'm still angry, I'm still bitter, I'm still frustrated. Things still aren't working well for me. But for some reason, I'm still in the Word of God. I'm angry at God, but I'm reading the Word of God. Doesn't make any sense. But guys, can I tell you, the fact that I stayed close to the Word of God kept me anchored in that season of my life. My wife looked at me one day and she said, you know what? If you want to sulk and if you want to stay here, that's fine for you. She said, but I'm moving forward with God. And I'm so thankful for a godly wife. She, got, she and my kids got plugged into the Ark Church in Conroe. And they started going on a regular basis. They started going midweek. They started going on Sundays. And so, I was, you know, being the guy that I am, I said, you know, looks bad if my wife and kids are going. So I'm going to go with you on Sundays. I'm going on Sundays only. So we started going Sundays. Then I started going on Wednesday nights. But I didn't want to go into service on Wednesday nights because I had already heard a message on Sunday morning. And no logic there whatsoever. But they were having classes during that season of life, or that season at the church, and, and they had this class called healing class. Now, I'd never been to a class like that. I just knew I wanted to, to get plugged in. And so I decided one night to, to slip in after it started and to slip out before she finished. And so Miss Joy Clayton, Pastor Alan Clayton's wife, she would teach the class. And every week, I would slip in 10 minutes late, and I would slip out five minutes early because I didn't want to talk to anybody. But each week, I kept going back. I kept repositioning myself into a place where I could hear the word of God. And the Bible says that when God's word goes in us, it produces. When God's word goes in us, it heals us. See, I didn't realize why I kept going back. It was because God's word was doing something on the inside of my life. And now, all of a sudden, that angry, bitter individual was becoming hopeful expectant, excited about the days ahead. Well, what happened? I put myself in the position to get close to the Lord, and he began to work and heal on the inside. Guys, is this making sense? Yes. And so God wants us to reposition ourselves so he can move in a new way in our lives. God, through all of everything that uh, we went through, God ended up restoring us very quickly uh, with our home, with our finances. Here's the beauty of it. You know, I, I said earlier that God can make all things new. When we were in San Antonio, all of our friends and family said, you know what, you've messed your life up. You just lost a home. You, you, you will never be able to buy a home again. You, you just screwed your life up, and it, it's, you know, it was just very fatalistic. And I received that originally. But as I got in the Word, I, I started to realize and started to come to understand that the Bible says that with God, all things are new. And so I began to be, declare over me and my family, Lord, I thank you that all things are new, that you can make my financial situation new, you can make my family situation new, and, and God began doing things. So I began to press in and dig into the Word of God and study the Word of God and, and really find out what it is that God says in His Word that's true to me. And God began to do something. And so one day, just in prayer, this thought dropped, this this leading dropped on the inside of me, and, and God told me uh, to call the credit agencies. And so I said, okay. So I picked up the phone, I called the credit agencies, and uh, you know, the lady on the phone was very nice. She said, hello, Mr. Thompson, uh, what can I do for you? And I said, well, there's an item on my credit report that I want to dispute. And uh, she said, what is it? I said, I have a foreclosure on there I want to dispute. She says, okay, that's fine. She goes, is it on there in error? I said, no, ma'am. She said, is the amount wrong? I said, no, ma'am. She said, is the account number wrong? I said, no, ma'am. 
She said, okay, Mr. Thompson, let me get this straight. There's nothing wrong on this account, but you want us to take it off. I said, yes, ma'am. And she says, hold on a minute. Now, have you ever been on a phone and you can hear in the background people are talking about you? <laughs> and I can hear talking, and then about a couple of minutes later, she comes back and she says, okay, Mr. Thompson, we're gonna review your account, and we'll get back to you in seven to 10 business days. Have a nice day. So I hung up the phone and I thought, okay, that must have just been you know, me coming up with something that hadn't have been God, so I tried. A Couple of weeks goes by, I go to the mailbox, open the mailbox, there's this letter in the mail from the credit agency. I open the letter up and the letter says, Dear Mr. Thompson, after review of your credit report, we have deemed this item, and it was our foreclosure, to be on your report in error, and so we are removing it immediately. Thank you, if you have any questions, let us know. I am sitting there with my mouth wide open like, so I walk back and I show my wife, and she says, what does this mean? I said, let's go buy a house. <laughs> so we went, and we sat down in front of a, uh, a builder, and they, they gave us a credit application. We filled it out, and if you've ever filled out a credit application, they ask you, have you ever had a foreclosure? So I said, yes. Guy goes back, runs our credit report, comes back out, and he's puzzled. And he says, Mr. Thompson, something's puzzling me. I said, what, what's going on? He said, here you checked that you've had a foreclosure, but it doesn't show up on your credit report. I said, yes, sir. And he says, I'm confused. So I told him this story, and he said, son, can I give you some wisdom? I said, yes, sir. He said, if it's not on your credit report, it never happened. I said, okay. Guys, can I tell you, if you find yourself in life making mistakes or having challenges, God can wipe it away and make it new for you. But you have to put yourself in a position to where you can come up close to him to receive. Is this making sense? I believe God wants us to make steps as we move forward in the days ahead. There's a second story that I really love in scripture. It's found in Habakkuk. Um, and really, what I glean from that is, sometimes we have to reposition our hearts by placing our hope in God. Guys, we live in a world where when you look around, there's a lot happening. You know, Luke talked about COVID right now. There's things going on with Afghanistan. There's all kinds of things going on in our world, right? But we've got to keep, place our hope and keep our hope in the Almighty God. And this story really helps me because I think it, it, it pertains to today. It, it's found in Habakkuk, the first chapter, and I'm going to read in verse 2. It says, How long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Violence is everywhere. I cry, but you do not come to save. Must I forever see these evil deeds? Must I watch all this misery? Wherever I look, I see destruction and violence. I'm surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. The law has become paralyzed, and there is no justice in the courts. The wicked far outnumber the righteous, so that justice has become perverted. You ever felt that way? You ever looked at your life, looked at what's going on around me, and, and, and gone to God and said, why, Lord? God, look at all this stuff that's happening. Can I tell you this morning, there's nothing wrong with pouring your heart out to God. It's what you do after you pour your heart out to God. That's important. God wants us to place our hope in him. 
and to leave it there. And if you'll do that, you'll soon see all those things that are happening around you turn around. Look beginning in, verse, in chapter 2, verse 1, it says, this is Habakkuk. He, he makes a personal switch. He says, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There, I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. And then the Lord said to me, and then in chapter 3, 17, 19, it says, even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer able to tread upon the heights. No matter what's going on in your life, God can give you this strength in the midst of the storm to rise above it, to get through it. And just like my personal story, you will come out on the other side stronger, better, and blessed. Amen? God is a good God. He's a faithful God. And if he's done it for one, he'll do it for someone else. In chapter 1 of Habakkuk, we see that he's overwhelmed. But here's what God tells us in Scripture about when we get anxiety, when we feel stressed, when we get overwhelmed. It's found in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, in that story where, you know, we, we were, I was making a shift and began believing God to restore some things before we got our house, you know, we were in a season where we were still struggling. I mean, there were some seasons where I did not know how I was going to feed all my children and, and take care of all the bills. But what we began to do was thank God. We took everything to him in prayer and thank God. One day in particular, I, I will never forget, we sat down at the table. My wife was stronger in this season faith-wise than I was. And I remember sitting down saying, I don't know what we're going to do. And she said, I can tell you what we're going to do. We're going to sit down, we're going to thank God, and he will provide. Guys, can I tell you? If you have people around you who are strong in faith and you're in a season where you're struggling, that's a season where I would encourage you to keep your mouth shut and yoke up to their faith. You get what I'm saying? You don't want to speak against what God wants to do in your life. You want to speak in line with his word. And if you can't do that, I would just bite hard. <laughs> Words of faith. So we're sitting at the table. My wife says a prayer, and she said, Father, I thank you. And as she was praying, a scripture came up. There's a scripture that says, My God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And she said, Amen. And I remember I kind of had this cynical look on my face, this sarcastic look on my face thinking, we're still hungry. I said, you know what, I'm going to go check the mail. I got up, opened the front door, and there was this envelope taped to our door. I opened the envelope, and there was $200 in the envelope. Now, I had just gotten home like 15 minutes earlier. So from the moment I got home to the moment she ended that prayer, God moved on someone's heart. And they pasted money, or they taped money on our door so that I could go get some food for my family. 
Well, what am I saying? Am I saying that I'm better than everyone? No. Am I saying that, that God only moves in, in, in my family's life? No. What I'm saying is, is we've got to place our hope in God, place our faith in God, and leave it there and trust him, and he will come through, folks. God is faithful, and he loves you and me, and he wants to move in our lives. We are not subject to this world system. You understand that. We are not. God can turn everything around, and he will if we'll place our hope in him and our faith in him, and we leave it there. So we see Habakkuk went up higher, and while he waited for the Lord's answer, a place of silence or solitude, and the Lord did answer him. My encouragement to you guys today is you don't have to wait, as Pastor Luke said earlier, for Sunday morning to hear from God. In your home, in your car, on your job, you can go to the Lord, and he can speak to your heart. But you've got to put yourself in a position to hear from him. In John, I'm sorry, in, in, in uh, Colossians 3, 2, it says this. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. And so we want to get our minds off of the things that are going on around us and keep our minds set on the Lord. You know, I, I've had the opportunity to, to see and experience a lot of things. And, and, and I am more convinced today that God is good. There's nothing bad about him. You know, we were having a discussion the other day because this has been a, a, a trying time for a lot of people. You know, my family included. You know, we, we lost my, my wife's father to COVID. A couple of years ago, I lost my mother to cancer. And I had someone who questioned me and said, do you still believe God's good? And I said, absolutely. He's faithful. He's good. You see, I don't know where someone's faith is. I love my mother. I love my father-in-law. But one thing I know is God is true to his word. And so, as that scripture said, we have to keep our thoughts on things above and not get caught up in the political arguments or the theological arguments and just trust the word of God for yourself. And if you'll do that, God will begin moving in a new and mighty way in your life. You got time for one more story here? There's a guy named Zacchaeus. I love Zacchaeus. He re repositioned himself by developing a faith and expectation for the things of God. In Luke chapter 19, the story goes like this. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. And so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, come quick, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down, took Jesus to the house in great excitement and joy, but the people were displeased. He has gone to be a guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, chapter in verse 8, meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. 
When we reposition ourselves to see Jesus clearly, God will come into our situation. He'll come into our homes. He'll come into our, our lives, and he'll begin to do a new work on the inside of us, and he'll bless the work of our hands. Verse 9 in this story, Jesus said, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. We cannot let our natural limitations keep us from getting closer to the Lord. We can't. Said Zacchaeus was short, and he couldn't get to Jesus, but he figured a way out to get up close to him. In this natural world we live in, there are many things that try to keep us from coming to church, from spending time with the Lord. Let me encourage you, find a way. We, we live in a, in a day and age where hearing the word of God is so easy, guys. It's so easy. Maybe, maybe you're not at a place where you feel comfortable reading the Bible. We have apps now where you can play and the word of God will speak to you. I, I remember when my daughter was, was just 10 years old and it was just she and I at the house and I was outside doing yard work and I went in to get a, a cold glass of water and I walked in and I heard this, man, this man's voice speaking upstairs. Immediately I shot upstairs running thinking, who's in my house? It was my daughter playing the Bible app and the man was reading the Bible to her. And so I was getting ready to jump on some man and it wasn't a man in my house at all. But you have that. And now we have tons of translations for everyone. I remember early on, I, I, I told my old pastor that I thought uh, whoever, I mean, I mean and y'all have to forgive me, but my exact words were, whoever wrote the Bible must have been smoking crack with Shakespeare because none of it makes sense. <laughs> and he shook his head and said, boy, you have no sense. And he said, I challenge you this. He said, I want you to go to this store. He gave me this name of a store. He says, go and see if you can't find a translation that uh, you will understand. And I said, and if I don't, and he says, I'll, I'll take you to dinner. I said, okay. And so I went to the store, and I go in, and there's this young guy in there, a uh, college-age student. I, you know, I'm college-age. And I said, look, man, I said, I don't understand the Bible. I need a Bible for me. And he looked at me. He looked at my friend who was with me. He goes, I got the exact Bible for you. He takes us to the back of the store, and it's at the bottom of a shelf, and there's this Bible. And the Bible looks similar to this, and it said on the front, the Black Bible. <laughs> Didn't think anything of it. So I opened the Bible, and in the front, you know, in most Bibles, it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In this Bible, it says, way, way back in the day, <laughs> God and Jesus and them. And I was like, and so I got a little offended and thought, why would you give me this Bible? And that was a pretty awkward exchange. But I say that because, if, if, guys, if they have a black Bible, they got a Bible all of us can understand. So make every effort to find something that you can understand. Does that make sense, guys? God will speak to you if you make the effort. That's bad. I'm sorry, Luke. Uh, <laughs> what you do in faith to get close to the Lord will get his attention. Let me say that again. What you do in faith to get close to the Lord will get his attention. Amen. Have a heart that is filled with expectation and be eager to hear. Proverbs 10, 28 says this. The expectations of the righteous result in joy, but the hopes of the wicked will perish. 
and your actions to get close to him have the potential to positively impact your entire life and your entire household. So what does all this mean? Lamentations 3.40 says this, Instead, let us test and examine our ways and let us turn back to the Lord. I believe if you're here today and you're in a situation where you have toxic friendships, toxic relationships, if you make a move to the Lord and get involved in groups, get involved in church, begin serving, God will begin doing something in your life. Maybe you're here today and you were like I was, angry, bitter, and hurt. I believe if you make a shift and get up close to the Lord, you'll begin to experience forgiveness and the release of forgiveness in your life. Maybe you're like I've always been, I've also been as well, anxious, stressed out. Maybe you worry all the time. Can I tell you, there's nothing like turning it over to the Lord and trusting him. Or maybe you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you don't. That is something easy that can happen. And can I tell you, it is the best decision one could ever make. I, um, I, I think back to when I was a freshman in college and there was a, a woman in our church who I looked up to. And um, she said the Lord spoke to her heart about different people and one day we were we were riding somewhere and, and, and I was in the car with her two boys and my best friend and she looked at her two boys and she said, the Lord told me that he has great plans for the both of you. She said, I see prosperity, I see happy families. And then she looked at my best friend and she said, the Lord's gonna take you places. He's going to bless the work of your hands. You're gonna be famous. Then she looked at me and she said, hmm, I see nothing but bars in your future, prison bars. And here I am, a freshman in college, and I'm thinking, what on earth did I do to deserve that? But it just so happened that that same day, we went to a church service. And in that church service, someone shared that God loves us in spite of us. He loves us in spite of our past. He loves us in spite of how many times we've messed up. In fact, they said that God had plans for our lives to prosper us, to give us a future and a hope. And that the first step to experience those plans was making a decision to say yes to Jesus. Jesus. 